Welcome to River Edge Podcasts. We hope this message inspires and encourages you today. Father, thank you for your Holy Spirit being here right now. Father, thank you for your Holy Spirit speaking uniquely, individually to each one of us. Let's just pause right now and allow the Holy Spirit just to shift something in our life right now. I don't know if you were switched on to Him this morning or you've come here, you know, deeply desiring to connect with God or you're just coming here because, I don't know, your parents drove you and, or someone else did or you, you sang the songs but maybe didn't connect. That's okay. Now's the time to connect. That's what I love about our Father. He's always open. He's always ready. Draw near to me, he says, and I will draw near to you. He's always ready. Every story in the Bible shows us the heart of the Father. Father, reveal yourself as only you can. Have your way here today. Your kingdom come, your will be done. I love your kingdom, Father. Love seeing it. Have your way. Amen. Amen. Grab your seats. Shake hands with someone. Awesome to be with you all here this morning. Thank you, team. That was beautiful this morning. Lily, great playing. You were very loud out in the front while you were tinkering, and you didn't hit any wrong notes. It was beautiful. I know you're, you're happy. <laughs> I sing bad notes, and Lily very infrequently plays them, but I remind her... That, um, that, that my father in heaven loves hearing me sing wrong notes. He laughs at them. <laughs> oh, isn't it good to be family? No matter what nation we come from, no matter what culture we come from, we come into kingdom culture. It's so beautiful. Kylie spoke on seeking God last week. Fantastic message. Seeking. Seeking first. What do we seek first? Because Jesus said this is the most important, most important thing we've got to get in our life and understand primarily is to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. The context of that was Jesus was talking about don't worry about things. Don't worry about what you're going to eat. Don't worry about what you're going to dress up in. Don't worry about what anybody thinks you look like. Mm. Seek first these things. Don't worry about those things. And I, there's, there's something about Jesus, his perspective, we've got to try and grasp hold of. Because you've you got to understand, in the beginning was the Word, Jesus. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. By him all things were made. There was nothing that was made that wasn't made by him. So when he says, consider the lilies of the field... They don't sow or spin yet. See, I've been out in weather. Kylie and I went to the Grampians this week. We took our little, you know, hiking stuff. Didn't get to hike because she brought her puppy with us. And um, it was wonderful. No, it is. We, yes. So we didn't get to go hiking on the trails that we like to go hiking because it's a national park. 
I went walking in the rain. I love walking in the rain. You see people, they go running out of the rain. For some reason, they're scared of rain. I love walking in the rain. If you're going to go out in the wilderness, you're going to go out into a national park, walk in the rain, people. It's beautiful. There's something about it. Not if you're going to get, you know, waterlogged and then freezing night. Yeah. So we wear clothes that repel water. Consider the lilies of the field. They neither sow nor spin, but not even Solomon in all his splendor and all his glory was clothed like one of them. I still cannot grasp what he's talking about. Because I think we wear some pretty cool stuff, but this thing can survive out there. So, in the context of that, that God provides protection for even a flower that we don't see, we would walk over the top of as we're walking up to the summit of, oh, gee, we've got to go here again. No, we could, no, we've got to stop and take notice of these things. Jesus said, consider them. They're not just to be passed by. There's so much of God's pattern in creation. We've just been singing about it. Telly, thank you for those songs this morning. They were just so beautiful. I love that, that song a billion times. Just the concept of numbers that I have no reference to. But I know that God, that's his heart. That it's just generosity upon generosity. So seeking God, seeking his kingdom and his righteousness, we say that, yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. No, no, we, we've heard it before. We know that we've got to seek because it's important to God, but it's actually important for us. It's not something that we have to do. It's something we get to do. It's something that we have the privilege of seeking out to actually, what does that mean? Seek. Hmm. Made me think about it. Do we actually know what seeking is? Are we mindful enough that I can go, right, I'm actually seeking at the moment? Or am I just like going through life, being governed by feelings, emotions, wants and desires that, you know, that actually, mm, I'm getting ahead of myself here. How do we seek his righteousness and seek his kingdom? I was praying about it during the week. and I'm like, I know what it is, but how do you say it? Well, number one, first thing that you do in the morning. What's the first thing you do in the morning? That governs a lot of what you do throughout the day. Jamie laughs first thing in the morning. <laughs> yeah, Michelle? Yeah, he just doesn't stop laughing. Except when he goes to work. No, even then he's out. Chatty Steve. Yes, yeah, start up, Steve. He laughs at work. What am I talking about? Isaiah 55. Thank you, Father, for your word. This is the word of God. Let's open it together. Isaiah 55. I love Isaiah. This is, these are the comfort books, I think. I understand them as being. And this is after they came out of um, exile and they're speaking, he's speaking, encouraging Israel. And you've got to look at this from the eyes of seeking his kingdom and his righteousness. And, and I know that Jesus said, and all these things will be added to you. But as humans, we do this too much. There's, there's a song, beautiful song that's come out, and it's all about the kingdom of God. Seek first his kingdom and all will be added. And they, they sing that line over and over, and it's a true line. It is so true. But the all will be added is not our focus. It's seek first the kingdom and his righteousness. And then you thrive. It's actually all will be added is talking about us thriving in life. God's heart is for us to thrive. 
It's not for us to be beaten down and downtrodden. It's for us to be more than overcomers. If you read scripture, that's what it talks about. Us being victorious. Us being more than conquerors. What does that mean? More than conquerors. If you had conquered something in life, how confident would you be walking through it? Like if you'd if you'd been through battles in life and, and you'd fought some, I don't know, you could handle yourself well. You could walk into any scenario like Don Carazza does and just know, hmm, take that guy out. Yep, that guy's a bit heavy on it. I'll just, mm, his knee, you know. And it's, uh, you know, Don thinks like this. I watch him. He walks into a room. And you can just see him weighing up the room. He's picked out the, the escape routes and he's got all those in his head. You've got confidence when you've got some abilities. Hmm. We're more than conquerors. Thank you. More than conquerors. His kingdom, his righteousness. Come, all you who are thirsty. <laughs> Come to the waters. Does that sound like, if you're thirsty, it's obvious. You're going to go to water. You're going to go looking for water. But then why does he say it? Because he's not actually talking about natural thirst and natural waters here. Anyone who thirsts, we know what thirst means. I don't need to go and come to the waters. That waters is the same waters that it talks about in the creation. The spirit hovered above the waters. It's not waters. It's the building blocks of creation. It's the pattern of everything that God has done is in water. It's in sky. It's in creation it's there but water is so specific because we are mostly water the material in us is mostly water if you look at us we're mostly energy Stephen you just build really bad analogies here we're primarily energy and then on top of that held together that energy holds together water (laughs) we're a really wet sloppy bunch aren't we (laughs) that's the building blocks and we are fearfully and wonderfully made that's incredible isn't it come to the waters Jesus said on the last day of the feast the most important day of the feast anyone who believes in me out of their innermost part will flow rivers of living water he met the woman at the well he said can you give me a drink and she said but you don't even have a cup they have a conversation he said if you'd only asked me I would have given you living water where you'd never thirst again. Do you know we're meant to drink living water? We're not meant to drink dead water. Still water, not so good. Living flowing water, very good for us. Come to the waters. What it's talking about here is juice. Come to the juice. Come to everything, the building blocks of seed and waste. Everything, the hierarchical... pattern that God has built and you might go what are you talking about Stephen everything that we have is that is life has come from death every food that you eat material matters broken down into the soil it has become ground ground up ground everything is ground death is produced life for us it's the same in everything in God you see his pattern everywhere you see it everywhere in the waters everywhere Come, all you are thirsty, come to the waters. God is talking about something deeper here that's not just a natural thing. That come means to walk. It means to to come away, be separated from. It means following after. Come, follow, grow, 
be led and to lead at the same time. To march, and but not only march, to then prosper. <laughs> this is weird. This is what it says to come. There's a process to it. To march, so you get into line, you get into step. To prosper <laughs> through that. What's the next one? Prosper and then to pursue, to cause to run. You're calling, I'm coming, not walking, but running, to run and then to spread out. It is like growing those roots out, spreading out, growing, getting stronger and stronger, communicating all the way. Come all you who are thirsty, come to the waters. And you who have no money, come buy and eat. This always confused me when I was a kid. You don't have any money, come buy and eat. But I'm thirsty. Why would I want to eat? I need to drink. So it's not talking about natural stuff here. It's talking about desires in our life. And you who have no money, come buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk without money and without cost. The word buy there, come and buy, is actually means to break up grain. To it's, it's a word... It's a, it's a transaction. Ah, oh, thank you. I finally got that. You wouldn't believe how painful that was to get that word out. It's a transaction of grain. It sounds weird, but I'm trying to paint a picture here that shows the essence of Jesus in this because he's the bread of life. Why are they using grain as a base metaphor for the, the breaking up of grain for buying? for actually weighing up. And why do they use that? They use grain as a weight measurement as well. So there's so much in this. Come buy wine and milk. These are both very, not milk, but you know, there's so much in that. Holy Spirit, thank you for speaking to each one of us as you can without money and without cost. You might say, good, it's not going to cost me anything. Yes, it does. Verse 2, why spend money on what is not, sorry, what is not bread or food? Why spend money on what is not going to nourish you? And your labor on what does not satisfy. I know this is talking to Israel as they were coming out of exile, but does this sound like us today? Why spend money on what that which is not bread, which does not fill you, that does not satisfy you, and then labor on that which does not fill you up? And even though you, you go to it and you get it time and time again, social media or whatever it might be, you're not satisfied, it doesn't fill you up. Then he says, listen, when they say two things, or say the same thing twice in Scripture, stop and take notice. Listen, listen to me and eat what is good. Eat what is good. Don't fill yourself up on garbage. Eat what is good. This is about seeking out, not being just outsourcing your spirituality to somebody else, outsourcing your nourishment, outsourcing your nutrition in life, outsourcing your health, outsourcing your life to somebody else. Please make this happen for me. No, no, no. Listen, listen. And that actually means to hear with intent, to hear, to want to hear. Fathers, please 
You know how you can switch off and your, your children can be yelling, please hear me, Dad, and you don't hear them. It's like, nah, you know they're not in trouble because as soon as they go, ah, you're like, what's happening? You know, but, but dads, we can switch off. And then the, there can be a noise in the house, a squeaking door, and you go, what was that? Or uh, you begin driving in the car and there can be noise all around you. So all of a sudden the car makes a funny noise. What was that? Dads, we can be tuned in if we want to be. Listen, listen to God here. (laughs) Listen and eat what is good. We're talking about coming away, following, leading, being prosperous and pursuing after something that causes to run and spread out. This is good area, good territory to get into. Why spend your money on what is not his bread and your labor and what does not satisfy? Are you satisfied at the moment? You might say, yes and no. There's always more. And God, there's always more. Listen, eat what is good and you will delight in the richest affair. That is so true in life. You can go and have the most expensive meal and have some really rich food. But when you're really hungry... When you're really starving and you want something good to eat, like if you're thirsty, you don't want Coke. Mm. You don't want you don't want coffee, you don't want tea, nah. You need water. Not even sparkling water. You don't want you want it just water. You want good food. Your body, you might say, but my taste buds want something else. No, no, you've trained your taste buds to want salt, sugar, fat. They are the 11 secret herbs and spices in KFC, salt, sugar, fat, more and more of that. We love it. Let's eat things that are good for us. Give ear, verse 3, and come to me. Listen that you may live. Oh, God wants us to live. God wants to, like (laughs) Solomon said, I commend to you the enjoyment of life. Do you know what? I, I say the same. But he, he went a bit wild and off track. He knew what it was to go wild and off track. And he's warning us, don't go that way. I commend to you the enjoyment of God's life. God's life. Because we can run after so much other stuff and it does not satisfy. I will make an everlasting covenant with you. My faithful love promised to David. And if you go into that in verse 4 or 5, um, it talks about, the promise to David, and he'd be like a Messiah, a witness of what Jesus was going to accomplish. Verse 6, I love this in Isaiah. There are so many statements in here that we hold on to. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call on him while he is near. Seek means there to tread frequently, to go your usual fellowship. That's what it is, to seek your usual fellowship, to seek out, to worship, to care for diligently and to inquire of. That's what it means to seek the Lord while he may be found. Call on him while he is near. You might say, when is he near? When, he, when can he be found? Right now. Right now. Do you know what the best time to plant a tree? Ten years ago. The second best time? Right now. So go. No. <laughs> Seek the Lord right now. Right now. And you might say, oh, yeah, that's a convenient thing to say. No, God is actually calling out to us at the moment. If we take the time to stop 
and just center ourselves on him at any time during the day, he is faithful. He will speak to us. But we can't be fake. Jesus said there is a time coming where true worshipers will worship him in spirit and in truth. This is where we can't be fake and say, yes, I have been seeking God. When we know we're not seeking God. Oh, yeah, we're ticking the boxes. I'm reading my Bible every morning. I'm going through my YouTube, my version, and I'm fulfilling my, nearly said YouTube. It's amazing how these common threads just flow out of our mouth. I want common threads from Scripture flowing out of my mouth. Can't even say that this morning. <laughs> to tread frequently. I tread frequently some bad paths. I want my seeking to be treading frequently to God. I want it to be to the Word of God every time, every decision I need to be made. I need to know that there is a, there's Scripture, not just one. It's really convenient to get a Scripture to back up what we want to do, to get multiple ones that I know that this is the full tenor of God. Listen, it says, listen, seek Him while He might be found. Call on Him while He is near. God is near right now. He is wanting to move on your life. He's wanting to shift your perspective. He's wanting to open you up so you go, is this it? Is this what I'm called to be? Come on. Verse 7, it says, let the wicked forsake their ways and the unrighteous their thoughts. Boom, shakalaka. Both those things. In my ways and in my thoughts, I get distracted. Am I the only one? No, I don't think so. But the good thing is, God says, even though we have unrighteous you know, paths that we take and unrighteous thought patterns in our, way, in our lives, let them turn back to the Lord and he will have mercy on them and to our God for he will freely pardon. Thank you, Father God. That is his heart. That is his heart. That is his heart. Then he just says this thing in verse 8. We hold on to this in, in church. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are my ways your ways. Sorry, the other way. Yeah, your ways, my ways, declares the Lord. Thoughts there means, it's a whole bunch of things that it means. It means weaving. The, the concept of it here in thoughts is actually a tapestry of weaving. That's the first picture that they give you. Is of a tapestry of weaving that he is weaving a pattern and forcing his will into this picture, this tapestry that he's making, that his thoughts are all coming together to do it. His inventions, his intricate Connivings is a word that they use. It's a wrong word, but it's a word that they use. And he says, my imaginations, my inventions are not the same as your imaginations and your inventions. The tapestries that you weave in your mind and the pictures that you make are not the pictures that I have weaved and I make. My pictures, my thoughts, my weaving my purpose is so much more above yours. That is a hierarchical thing. That's not a judgmental thing. Do you get that? It's not a judgment. You're thinking, my thinking. This is like, no, this is a welcome. This is an invitation. My thought, please look at my tapestry. Please look at my tapestry. That's what he's saying. I know you're focusing on your tapestry at the moment, and it's a beautiful tapestry, but it's wrong. Have a look at my tapestry. Look at it. I'm just thinking about Indiana Jones and the, you know, the Holy Grail. We've come to view the tapestries. Nobody knows. There's a new Indiana Jones movie coming out. I thought somebody would have grabbed hold of that, watching, the new, uh, watching all the old Indiana Jones movies. 
Thank you, Chelsea. She's been watching them. They are a little bit scary. Here's a story. Lucinda was my, Lucinda Grayling, who used to be Gray, was my teacher at school. And I talked them into watching Raiders of the Lost Ark because it was based on a biblical principle. This is like in 1983 or 84. It only just came out on video cassette and we watched it. I got in trouble and I said, hey guys, I'm only a teenager. You guys are the teachers. You should have previewed. <laughs> Thank you, Lucinda, for my beautiful upbringing in school. It is a scary movie. It's not G-rated at all. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. I just want to... We get so um, set in our ways of thinking and uh, that's because of our experiences, our emotions, everything. But as soon as our, our emotions get involved and our feelings get involved, it's fake. Our, our thoughts, our witness, our memory, our recollections are all tainted by feelings. So that's why we've got to keep going back to the Word of God to know what is true, what is real. Because my feelings will lie to me. Um, the heavens are higher than the earth. Yes, we know that. It's a, we, we just see more and more. If you look at the James Webb telescope and see the pictures that we're getting from the heavens, his tapestry is so much higher. His thoughts, his ways, they supersede. And I can't paint a picture that I just go, wow. God, wow. How amazing. And, and if you are just sitting here thinking, that's a bit boring. I pray that you get a perspective of creation because you will not um, unappreciate it ever again. I love it when I'm in the presence of God. And I, I, I shared a video during the WhatsApp thing during the week. And um, sorry, my words aren't coming out right here. I'm trying to think. And, but one of the things that they, they uh, no, I'm going to go back to this. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways. My thoughts are higher than your thoughts. Who likes rain? I do. I love snow when it falls and you can go to it. They, go, they come down from heaven, verse 10 says, and they do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish. See, most of us wouldn't even realize that it returns. We're not even mindful enough that the, the water that falls from heaven, we just go, oh, it's raining. What a miserable day. No, no, no. It's a glorious day when it rains. It's always glorious. And if our plans get messed up, thank you, Father, for our plans getting messed up. You must have a different plan for us today to enjoy this. I'm still going to enjoy it. Um, the rain falls, but it returns. It's purified. It's revitalized. God, it, it's God's plan. It returns to the... So his word returns to him, but it doesn't return without accomplishing. So just as rain falls, just as snow falls, and it goes back, his word is always falling. We can grab hold and we can stand on his word. He's always sowing. Jesus said, heaven is like this, the kingdom of heaven. It's like a sower, just sowing wildly wherever he, he doesn't care where he's throwing it. And you go, nah, that's not God. God will be ordered. No, no, no. God is generous. He's radical and outrageous in his generosity. We need to shift our perspective. If you're stunted in your perspective at the moment, Father God, show me a different way. Show me your way. Show me the higher ways. I want to flow 
That's what one of these words, to come and to seek, means to flow. That sounds nice, doesn't it? Have you ever jumped in the river and just gone with it? I've, I've done that a few times down at Kiwana Bend. Jumped in when it's a breakthrough and it's scary running through the white water and the, the rapids there. But you're getting pulled by the water really fast. God wants us to jump into the water. There's a river flowing from the throne of grace. And it says that it gets to a point where it makes even the Dead Sea alive. And it makes all creatures come alive. And it's above our head. We can't contain it. We can't stop it. We just go with it. So why am I saying all this this morning? There's so much more in this scripture. There is more in God. If you're thirsty for more, then there is more. If you're, if you're like at the moment, not happy with life, there's more. Do you realize that we've got to be uncomfortable sometimes to make decisions to move? Because if it's too comfortable, we just stay where we are and we just put up with it. We must be uncomfortable. Humans have to be uncomfortable to grow. It's really, it's a truth. It's a truth. It's an amen, amen. We must be uncomfortable to grow. And you might say, well, I've, I've lived a life of growth then because I'm just nothing but uncomfortable all the time. See, Jesus said, um, blessed are you when they, they mock and, and ridicule and persecute you. And sometimes we grab hold of that and go, if somebody's mocking or ridicule or persecuting me, oh, thank you, Jesus. It's because of you. And it's no, it's because of our stupidity, our ignorance and our pride. Don't be mocked for stupidity, ignorance and pride. We're meant to be mocked because we're following Jesus, not because we're arrogant and ignorant. <laughs> Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. And do you know what? You don't have to worry about anything else. You might say, but I've got plenty to worry about. No, you don't. You really don't. If, if I have any anxiety in my life, it's because I have put it there. If I have any worry or doubt, it's because I have allowed it to reside in my life. If I have any rejection or offense, it is because I have chosen to establish territory and mark it out and say, this is my territory. You have stepped on my land. I will hold you accountable for that. No. Jesus said, you're blessed when people persecute you because of your generosity, because of your love, because of your kindness, your patience. Come on, that's what we're meant to be mocked for. Our willingness to listen and hold our tongue. The Holy Spirit just spanked me again. Oh, I hate it when you do that. No, I love it. I love it. He just reminded me of times when I didn't hold my tongue. And, I, and I'm saying it to you and he reminds me and I'm like, oh, that's right. Stephen, grow up. Be a man. Be like Jesus. I was having a conversation with dad this morning, as in heavenly dad. I still like talking to dad as well, but... And I was saying, I'm, I'm turning 55 years this year, Father. You know that. But, yes, thank you. <laughs> Going, I don't know what percentage of Jesus I've made it to yet. And I was being generous with like in the 20s, 20%. And I thought I heard him laugh. I don't know which way he was laughing. I don't know which way he was laughing. 
can you, if you're able to stand, can you stand with me this morning? I don't know if he was laughing because I was way down or I was way over. But do you know what the great thing about seeking is? It's a journey. It's a daily journey, daily, daily journey. Ah, Father God, thank you for your spirit that you so generously poured out on each one of us. Father, I just speak blessing and favor over each one of my brothers and sisters here right now. Father, I thank you for the words of Jesus that we're just resounding with this morning. That we need to seek first your kingdom, Father. We need to seek first your righteousness. I need to have your, not my standard of morality, but yours, Father. Your righteousness in my life. I want to be that example of Jesus, not because of pride, but because I know it's the best example. Because I operate and flow in a pure spirit and a pure conduit from heaven when I'm in righteousness. If I've got defiled hands, they're not healing hands. Father, thank you that you clean our hands and purify our hearts so we can ascend the mountain of the Lord. Father, we seek your kingdom, your pattern, your tapestry in our lives. Thank you for the revealing that Holy Spirit to each one of us, what the next step is. Father, I thank you for showing each one of us what the next step in seeking your kingdom, the next step in seeking your righteousness. <laughs> he has shown you what is good and what the Lord requires of you. Do justly, love mercy, and to walk humbly. Father, I thank you for a portion of your spirit this week, an energizing portion of your spirit over marriages, oh, realignment over families. Father, thank you for Chloe and Zildjian's baby <laughs> turning up this week. No, turning up when it's cooked. That's right. Turn up when they're not ready. Oh, hallelujah. Father, thank you, thank you, thank you. Let's just thank God for His goodness, for His love, for sending Jesus. Oh, you're so good, Father. See, the beauty of it is, too, that we don't have to try and understand what the religious processes are that are foreign to us. We just get to worship Him in spirit and in truth, not in a pattern of how are we meant to do this? No, no, no. It's spirit and truth. We get to do it in us. Like Chris got up to speak this morning for communion. He, he's not feeling well. No, I said, do it anyway. <laughs> I made him do it. Chris, good job this morning. But I, yeah. I just saw it when people stand up. Like he's feeling rotten, his throat's sore, and he still spoke up. But that heart to focus on Jesus. Guys, let's keep our focus on Jesus. That's number one. Focus on Jesus. He makes it easy for us. Makes it real easy. I told Chris he could, just needs to be Chris. When he's Chris, everyone's happy. When I'm me, no one else feels uncomfortable. Oh, except Kylie. She does. Yeah. Uh, hey, guys, have an awesome week. Let's keep seeking first His kingdom. Every morning, whatever you turn to first in the morning, you'll be chasing that for the rest of the day. That's a huge thing in my life. I immediately go, really? Oh, it's true. I need to, my first connection needs to be with God. Not with worry, not with anxiety, not with expectation or anything. Just God, I'm here, I'm listening, and I want to tell you how much I love you. Thanks for joining today. 
If you'd like to know more about service times or simply want to find out more about church, head to our website, riveredgechurch.com.au.